Okay, everyone, it's time to hurry up and wait in the regroup, your podcast in between the stages. G'day and welcome to the regroup with Zane and GT. I'm GT. I'm Zane. How you going, mate? I'm good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Well, so. uh, let's be honest, guy. Let's be honest. We've had a bit of a disaster. <laughs> we we're not professional podcasters. We've, um, we've struggled, but we're here. No, yeah. I mean, we're, we're five or six in and we should have probably been better than that by now. Yeah. Um, but I think the, you're using the um, my headphones for your, for your, um, your sim sim rig has screwed us up. Yeah, I've that. been on the simulator. I've been practicing. Mm. Um, I'm, mm. I'm going uh, going pro, so I just need to get all the time, seat time <laughs> in the world. I mean, um, that's, that's how they do it these days, isn't it? It is. It's actually surprising. It was hard to get into. Like mm. the, uh, mm. it's different. It, obviously, it's different. Mm. But once you kind of pick it up, it's yeah. It, it handles really, really similarly. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's not, what I've, that's not what I found. But anyway. No, it's because you're yeah. a loser. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, all right. No worries. We're, we're we're here for another podcast. Another week. Another month. I suppose we're doing this these monthly. Um, trying to get a different special guest. Um, particularly after. Um, ARC rounds and WRC rounds, and we had a bit of a double header over the weekend uh, with Rally Kenya um, over in Africa, and we also had uh, Rally Launceston or uh, Tasmania, a gravel event in Tasmania um, for the uh, third round of the ARC, which is pretty exciting. And um, uh, I turned out to be the only person who is on this podcast that wasn't there, so I feel a little bit left out. Yeah, um, so who is on the podcast, guys? Uh, welcome, Adrian Coppin. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, mate. Um, what what did we call um, Adrian in the first episode? The ARC, ARC daddy. Uh, yeah, big dog, <laughs> <yeah>, boss. <laughs> so we finally wrangled him up, and he's on to chattel things ARC and um, what's happened so far, what happened in the weekend, and what's what's happening in the future. And um, yeah, it's it's a pretty exciting year for the Australian Rally Championship. And um, yeah, we've had a bit of an exciting start. Um, and a fair bit, of, fair bit happened at the weekend. Um, yeah, I guess we're going to unpack, I guess, um, the results and uh, a, a bit of the inside stories on what happened down in down in Launceston. Um, what the heck is Launceston? Is that north or south? North. Oh, yeah, I've never been to Tassie. Um, was that your first trip, Zane? It was. Yeah, I've been um, pretty much everywhere else except Tassie, so it was it was actually quite exciting. I got a late late call up and um, jumped mm. on the opportunity to head down. And yeah, it's a lovely place. Really nice. Um, for anyone that hasn't been there and wants to go, yeah, I'd highly recommend it. It's cool. And if there's a rally on, bonus, you get to help out, wear orange vest and pretty cool. do, some, do some time controls. But, yeah. So you, so you ran, the, ran the service park, was it? So, yeah, I think uh, I'm not sure on exactly what mm. what went down. Maybe Adrian can help us there. But I think um, uh, UME, Michael Clements, uh, Andrew Admiral, my father, were kind of running service park and then um, just really short on officials. So, they just needed some help mm. for the um, time controls because, as you know, there's a lot of um, time controls at a service park. You've got regroups and service and and um, flexi service and all that kind of stuff. So, just doing all that kind of stuff. So it was good. Good to catch up with everyone. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll come back to your role a little bit later. I've got a, a bit of a you know, interesting question of something you said to me across the weekend. Um, but I, but I guess for the rally, um, Adrian, it was, a, it was a little bit of a smaller entry list um, for for Tassie, um, seeing as it's, maybe a little bit pricier to get across the, across the ocean there, um, but still a good quality of entry and it's still like a, a lot of action um, and, and all the media was very good coming from the rally. Um, what do you think was your highlight of the weekend? What, what stood out to you? Yeah, thanks, Guy. Look, it was, I guess, slightly smaller than we'd seen in the first two rounds. Mm. Uh, we had 17 in total, but I was actually pretty happy with that. Uh, like you mentioned, mm. it is a costly exercise to get down there. Um, and I guess if we look at the 2019 event, we only had eight. So uh, I think that was, a, mm. yeah, a good showing. A look, overall, I think um, the weekend was great. We, we Tassie's roads are certainly fantastic. Uh, and we had a really good showing on Friday night for the rally show. Uh, and that showed out we had some strong support over the weekend from a spectator's point of view. It, it uh, had been quite a while since we've had gravel rallying down there. So everyone sort of turned out despite the weather being absolutely freezing. Um, it, was, it was a pretty good event. Mm. Yeah, and on the topic of numbers, I actually had a chat with um, someone on the Tasmanian State Rally panel, um, and she was she was actually pretty happy with the number. She, she was probably more than she was expecting because um, I think their latest state round, they only had like 14 state entries total. Um, so it was actually quite a big round. That might not sound like it for the Eastern State Rallies, um, but, yeah, it was actually quite a big round for them. 
Yeah, that's right. I think like I think they, you know, talking to a few of the locals down there, they've sort of 2018, 2019 were quite some a, a big couple of years for them where they sort of actually got 20 was a, you know, a really good field for a state championship. So, um, yeah, I think they were, they were still pretty happy with the numbers that they got and we sort of never really expected to have anything more than, than 20 tops from the state uh, side of things. So overall to have 28 in total uh, with a big contingency of that being the ARC, I was pretty happy. Awesome. Mm, mm. And, and um, obviously, we'll probably come to a, obviously overall later. But um, it was a, looks like there was a strong um, backing for the the classes too, with two wheel drive and junior and, and the production cup, which was good and it adds, a, I guess, a bit of an element to the whole story of we're not just talking about the outright guys. But um, there was a lot more to unpack within the classes, which was really good to see. And um, yeah, some good points scored by a couple of guys. Um, a couple of our rivals, you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We shouldn't we shouldn't talk about ourselves, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously the big one, and probably he had the most drama was a friend of the show, um, Taylor Gill. Uh, he had a bit of an interesting weekend there, um, battling out with uh, uh, former Tiger Taz, two-time Tiger Tasmania um, winner Eddie Maguire, um, and. Yeah, I think he, Gil was uh, leading uh, halfway through the Saturday. Oh, he won the Saturday, didn't he? Um, and then he had a bit of he, he drama, almost, didn't he? He almost won the he Saturday. Almost won, but, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he had a, a two minutes of, of time penalties from early check-ins. Mm. Two or three minutes. It was it was, mm. it was a few. So, yeah, that's, mm. that's something for the co-driver to take away. And um, we all know co-drivers can't win new events, but they can certainly lose them. And they do mm. a really hard job in the car, but sometimes they get rewarded with um, that kind of, they really are the goalkeeper of rallying. That's for they sure. really are, yeah. So, look, that's something to take away. And, you know, I'm sure Taylor's Taylor's not too upset. He's, he's only done a few rallies, so that's part of the process of mm. getting there. And you, you, as a time control official for the whole weekend, you certainly notice the difference between um, either the top few because uh, they, um, they won't even let you look at their time card on the minute. Like, they uh, – protective um, is one word for it. So, yeah, it's – it's, yeah, it's something to take away, and um, that's fine. I'm sure we've all been there before. So, mm. but I guess my, more importantly, like Taylor had a, you know, I guess put that behind him, and he came came back on Sunday and kept a level head and was having a really good run actually, and pegging back some time until a, a drive shaft of all things um, robbed him. I guess. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, the times were great all weekend. It was a really good battle. We were really excited for that. The PRC battle and the two wheel drive cup battle it was. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, especially someone like uh, he's obviously never been down there and um, still, I guess, relatively young and new to rallying um, in terms of he would have had to write new pace notes and quite a big challenge and, and quite a big effort to, I guess, um, be, you know, more or less in the fight uh, when his car and time's allowed. And um, I, I suppose, you know, Eddie McGuire having done a few rallies down there and in a highly capable Evo um, as, as well, like it's a seriously impressive drive by Taylor. It's a bit of a shame that the, um, obviously the end result didn't pay off for him, but um, yeah, he can, he's got a lot to take away, take away from it. So, Well, had, had McGuire done the event before, do you think? Uh, I know he did it the year uh, I did it, which was so that was eighteen. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure about nineteen or subsequent years. But no doubt he's driven the roads and done state events. So yeah, okay, yeah. So to be on the pace with him was pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's no yeah. slouch. That's for sure. Can yeah. see it. Be good to see them do some mainland events as, because obviously his brother, um, they're running pretty much identical evos by the looks. The same color, even. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that's good. We've seen quite a few um, Tassie drivers do the Victorian Rally Championship in recent years. Um, so obviously not too not too hard for him to get across it. Yeah. Yeah. Small boat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kicking off production cup, and uh, I mean uh, to recap that, I suppose uh, Eddie McGuire did get the win um, over the weekend. He he did actually have a drive shaft failure on Saturday as well. So clearly, um, Evos are better better when they uh, drop a shaft than a, than a Subaru mm-hmm. because I think he didn't lose it quite as much time. Um, something something sensitive. Um, yeah. Potentially, um, but yeah, no, good good on good on Eddie and a good, good win there. I think uh, Gill actually comes out of um, Tasmania leading the production cup. Um, due to his, uh, his his win from Canberra um, and just, I guess, consistency over those two rounds in, in Canberra and, and, and Tassie, he missed WA. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, yeah, four rounds count for um, for the production cups. So, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's not doing too bad. But um, it, jumping to outright, outright, I suppose, and it was not really a, 
a um, surprise who was who was leading the charge and who ended up, I guess, winning every single stage. Um, Harry Bates with a surprise co-driver. Um, yeah, what do you reckon, Zane? Well, look, let's be honest. It was a bit of a, um, a kind of given after the first two stages. Um, so the first stage, I remember texting you and I said, oh, it looks like Harry's backed off for the first stage already. Um, but no, he'd actually um, dropped 30 seconds on that stage and still won by 10 seconds. So, um, so yeah, it was. And then stage two came around and the rally was pretty much over from there. But look, I mean, that's not Harry's fault that he's, um, he's, he's winning by that much. But I think the, the, the focus for me certainly shifted to the PRC and the, uh, and the, um, yeah, the smaller placings for the podium because uh, he just came out and smashed it pretty quickly, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he, sure. did a, he did a Calais Rovempera for the um, for the ARC. He did. I mean, we we saw good speed from um, both Tom Clark and and Richie Dalton, and and obviously as well, like um, uh, young Troy Dow. Uh, he's getting some good consistency over the, the cars, not letting him down at the moment, and, and getting some good speed out of that Hyundai. Mm. Uh, which yeah, is really incredible good. result for Troy. Mm. That was that was really good to see. It was awesome. Mm. No, he's, he's, a, he's a good young lad, and yeah, it's only only going to get faster, I suppose. Um, yeah, did did you ca- catch the um, the big moment from Richie, um, Adrian? Yeah, I did. I didn't hear anything about it until I sort of got back uh, that Saturday evening and Saturday, yeah, and saw the saw the footage that our media team had put up, and I just sent Richie a, a message just with the eyeballs emoji because yeah, it's <laughs> as, as big as they get. Uh, I think he was heading for the biggest tree in the forest too. So mm. yeah, yeah, it was, the, a, it was um, a mega moment. Yeah, the bit I love too is in the if on the in car when you it's, was he getting heading for the tree on Dale's side and Dale's on the handbrake pulling the handbrake. So he uh, <laughs> was obviously a bit of a shinked a moment, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, so, so over, oh, sorry, Zane. That's, that's all right. No, well, it, it wasn't the. Um, there was another competitor that didn't, didn't quite get away with a big moment like that, and that was sadly um, uh, Tom mm. Clark, who was actually really on the pace Saturday morning, which was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, came unstuck on on the stage five, I think it was. So unfortunate mm. for him, and that was that was quite a big one. But they actually, um, yeah, very lucky, walked away uh, with no injuries, I do believe. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's good that they walked away. But a couple of messages with Tom. This afternoon, just check in, see how he was doing, and he said he's ready to go again. So, yeah, awesome. a slight problem of fixing a car, but um, yeah, I think um, I think M Sport deserve an email saying uh, thank you very much for building a, a strong car because it was it was I've seen some photos and it was pretty scary. So, yeah, it's it's good they they walked away from that one. Absolutely. So obviously, Adrian, you probably don't get a lot of time over the weekend to actually you know, catch up with all the stories and the, and the results. What, what's what's your role, I guess, across an ARC weekend? What does that involve? Um, sort of stuff. Yeah, so this one was a bit of a different one. So we actually uh, were promoting the event, organising the event, as well as the championship. So I had two hats on this weekend. Um, so we've been planning the event for about six months now. Um, and that's obviously any, like any other event organiser. That's everything from picking the roads to getting the equipment there and the officials and everything else in between. So, uh, and then obviously we had the ARC element. So typically... Uh, you know, my role is looking after the championship particularly on a weekend will mean we sort of get in on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we'll go and wreck you the power stage, um, particularly as now we're getting more than two events in Canberra and Andor Queensland. We sort of obviously want to go and check out the power stage and work out how we're going to going to cover it. Uh, and then we've got a container now that, that comes around the event. So we I get in there and unpack that and all the signage that comes with it and all the media gear and the fibre cable and uh, obviously we drag the podium trailer. So, yeah, everything from setting all the signs up to, you know, dishing out the stickers to building any, you know, media questions and stuff that the guys need to know, uh, media accreditation, helping the organisers. It's, yeah, just a, a never-ending sort of role. Mm. Um, and then once it's all over, pack it all up and put it back in the container and arrange to send it to the next event. Mm. And try not to break your finger in the process. <laughs> yeah, tell everyone about your finger, Adrian. Yeah, she's uh, my left middle finger is a bit black and blue at the moment. I um, yeah busted a Sunday night packing the container, so that was a, uh, a story to tell for the for the event. But um, yeah, got the X-ray yesterday and confirmed what, what I already knew. And um, yeah, so I got about a three-week mend, which is perfect timing for Rally Queensland. Yes, yeah, you put it all put it all on the line, don't you? Try try not to, but <laughs> absolutely. 
Yeah. And so, how was this? How would this workload compare to a normal round where you're, you know, you're just running the the ARC side of things? Uh, yeah, look, it's obviously a considerable lot more, a lot more planning. Um, and I guess I've become quite good at that because not only do I run the ARC, but I also look after the Shannon's Motorsport Australia Championships, which is seven rounds, and the Australian Off Road Championship, which is six. So, come quite good at multitasking and bouncing from event to event. So, the, uh, the workload is just like any other event organiser experiences, you know, from sort of, like I said, six months out from all the forestry police applications, permits, mm-hmm. writing the regs. Yep. Uh, all, that, all that stuff that any other normal event organiser does is, is no different. So uh, it probably had a bit, bit more challenges that we, in fact, that we were doing it remotely. We had a couple of really great guys um, in, in Tassie that were helping us out in the lead up, um, but it's... Um, there's sort of three car clubs down there um, and they're all different corners of the island. There's no physical car club actually in Launceston. So uh, it was um, always a bit of an extra challenge trying to recruit officials and hence we had to uh, sub in the A-team from SA at the 11th hour to run the service park. Yeah, I had to learn how to read a, a time card. So that was that was exciting for me. Um, I mean, yeah. That's difficult because I was assured that uh, runners across it would be in good hands. No, 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 I have. I, I'm a, a, I used to be a championship leading co-driver, but now I was, um, was going to say, yeah. No, now we're coming third or fourth, aren't we, guys? So, God, third, third, equal. Nothing equal to third. do with me. We'll, just, yeah. we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, and, and something I was going to uh, comment on that I had written down was uh, the power stage, Adrian. Um, I um, time enough to watch it on on the Sunday afternoon, and obviously it's something that's been evolving and, and getting getting better it's um you know obviously a, a tricky thing to broadcast a live stage with minimal uh resources in the middle of a forest uh, wherever you are um but yeah a couple of um i mean my my experience of it was a couple of there was a really good left-hander um that the cars slid into and then we obviously saw him crossing the line with some good interviews uh by just staying there and um probably the most impressive thing as you're saying you know you have to set up everything uh, prior to the rally is that the red bull arch has stayed afloat uh, every round this year, um, which hasn't been the case in previous ARCs, uh, most notable uh, um, a bit of an incident with the Jack Monk House. That's um, right, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. the, the arch coming down as he was going over a jump in, in Mount Crawford. Um, but so, yeah, um, kudos to that. Good job. Yeah, no, I think uh, Rebel, uh, the quality of, of stuff that they <laughs> generally provide is generally A grade. So, yeah, that's probably got something to do with it. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what was your experience of the power stage? I saw you were in WA the previous round and, and as, as the rain came down halfway through the power stage and, uh, you you know, everything was getting soaked and that would have been a big challenge. But, um, yeah, from your side of the power stage and the broadcast been going all right? Yeah, look, it's it's like anything. We, there was a big undertaking. Um, I guess mm. the, the, the budget that we do it on is minuscule compared to, I guess, probably what the WRC does. Uh, and certainly we've, you know, we've learned obviously that first one. I think we can all admit that it wasn't the greatest, um, but we've since, you know, learned, you know, testing the limits of the equipment and, you know, you know, refining how we do it each time. And I think, you know, I can confidently say I got to watch it this afternoon. It was the, the best one I think we've done today. Um, and I think that's just continued to evolve. But, yeah, like you said, it's it's a team of about five of us that do it. Um, that involves, you know, physically rolling out, you know, fibre cable um, to all those camera locations. Um, mm. So there's, you know, kilometres of cable that gets rolled out. That's on a Saturday. And, you know, luckily I didn't do it for this event because I obviously had two hats on, but normally that's, yeah, I'm out there on a Saturday afternoon rolling it out with a couple of the guys, Fro, um, which I'm sure most of the rally community know, and, Another guy, Kurt, says so three of us rolling all that cable out and then pretty much from 10.30 Sunday morning we're, you know, out there putting in the signage and putting all the cameras in and, you know, as we get a satellite truck and stuff now. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big undertaking, um, but it's it's certainly paying off and I, I feel it's important to try and bring our live element of our sport to, to the fans at home. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I think it's, it's extremely important to um, to leverage that. And I mean, look at WRC over the last couple of years with their their all live thing. It's just such a great product, and it's, it's brought heaps of people into the sport. So, yeah, it's it's, it's awesome that um, the ARC is doing it now. 
Yeah, is, is there any possibility, and I know it would be a massive, I guess, financial undertaking to have like in, live in-car footage at all? Is that something on the radar or not attainable? Oh, yeah, look, for sure we'd love to be able to do that. But, again, it's just budget and, you know, WRC has two planes flying around the entire event to, to bend that sort of footage off. So, um, yep. yeah, short of someone winning lotto and donating it all to ARC, I'm probably a little way off doing that just yet. But uh, there's a few few... You know, next evolutions in the plans, uh, even for the rest of this year, that we're trying to sort of see what we can do. So, just to continue to refine it. I've experimented with the um, having an onboard camera. We we used a um, telephone, like a five G, four G, whatever a SIM card kind of thing. But I reckon those um, the Elon Musk uh, Starlink could be a perfect use case. But he never replies to my emails. So um, <laughs> maybe if you put the ARC header on it, he might reply to you. But well, I think that would be a perfect use case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just just finishing off, I guess, Tazzy, um, uh, from from afar, I suppose, what I saw and, and from the power stage footage and from a lot of the, the media put out by um, Motorsport Australia across the weekend was that a lot of the crews were just stoked about the roads. Obviously, there was a bit of inconsistent grip from rain, but like obviously probably really good quality roads from what I'm seeing, um, not, a, not a car braking rally or anything like that, but really, really quality. You could drive it, drive it really hard. There was a lot of co- really positive comments by Ryan Williams in, in the little um, R2 Fiesta. Um, so yeah, as, as, a, as, a, as an outside looking in, um, it, it looked like a really quality rally that people should get to. Absolutely. The roads down there are amazing i was actually jealous when we were out there on because i was down there all week and i was out there on tuesday i think it was and yeah i was a bit uh bit disgruntled that i was uh wasn't going to be competing because yeah the roads are just fabulous i guess they're probably the closest thing we have to new zealand um yeah nice crown road very flowing in spots but also quite fast with some you know elements where they are quite straight but long flowing corners but you can sort of see through um but then you know everything from some them real tight sort of technical stuff in trees where you really got to come into your notes. So, but most importantly, they're, they're roads that hold up to the weather. And that's, I guess, why we can run that event in the time time of the year and the season that we do, because if we had the amount of rain that we had in the lead up to any other event, I know you talked about it at a previous podcast, but uh, yeah, I think Forestry would have been saying, yeah, sorry guys, go home. So um, they do build really good, well-trained, well-maintained roads down there. And um, you just mentioned New Zealand there. Um, I heard a rumour a few months ago, Adrian. <laughs> is there, what's what's going on later in the year for you? Are you planning anything? No, I'm done. I'm, You're I'm, done? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's no no plans anytime soon to uh, to make comeback. I was originally wanted to do it, but logistically, January, it was even becoming a challenge to try and get the car there, anything that was, you know, remotely cost-effective. So, yeah. Um, yeah, an opportunity came up to sell the car and I took it because, um, yeah, I just, and then equally, I don't have the time at the moment. Like every second week, I'm at an event. Yep. The weeks yep. that I'm between that, I want to be at home with the family. Yep. Fair enough. And um, anything uh, in the future for just local or ARC or anything? Or Yeah, I probably need a car and you probably have to ask Jill about that. But uh, I just bought it as a new caravan. But um, yeah, look, you know, I don't never say never. I wouldn't say I'm a retired, but um, yeah, a few years, you know, I'm always. Alpine's been one that I've wanted to do. So, mm. yeah, a couple of years down the, top, down the track when things calm down, I, you know, might find a classic car and go and do a bit of classic rallying. Well, I've noticed co-driving is a lot cheaper. So Yeah, um... I've tried that. And that's <laughs> definitely not for me. Yeah. Although I have one of as a co-driver, so that's maybe saying something, but I think it was more good luck than good management. Just quickly capping off the Rally Tasmania, I suppose, obviously Harry Bates uh, with the fill-in co-driver, Coral Taylor, took the win um, and the power stage win. Um, Lewis Bates got pretty quick, pretty close on the the, the uh, first running of the power stage stage, uh, whichever that one was, uh, got within 0.9 of a second. So um, it's a really promising speed from him there. But uh, obviously Richie Jordan in second um, is obviously... He's, he's putting up a pretty um, reasonable championship together. Um, he is in second overall around, I think it's 105 points behind Harry. Harry's on 311, and Richie's on 205. So, um, but yeah, I think Richie's really um, thriving in the, in the Toyota with the Neil Bates team and um, having good reliability as opposed to what he's has had with his uh, Fiesta in previous years. So, um, yeah, re- really enjoying the sport. And we had Lewis in third. Um, 
and yeah, like like we mentioned before, Troy Dow in, in fourth, um, and really putting a consistent season together with with a good car. Well, it was a bit upsetting for Troy actually because he finished third in both heats mm. and then finished fourth in the event, which um, mm. I'm not sure how, how that worked out. I'm sure the maths works itself out somehow, but um, yeah, it was a bit disappointing because he, he probably deserved to be on the podium with the way he drove on the weekend. And I think to see Richie have some consistency, which something you don't really um, uh, correlate with Richie over the years with his, his car reliability and stuff, but it's, it's awesome to see Richie mm. having some reliability and consistency this year. So, yeah. I mean, maybe if uh, Harry goes to New Zealand and misses around, we could have a really interesting championship. Mm. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, and, and, and what, what we should mention and what we might um, just briefly come back to later is the fact that um, since Troy Dow wasn't on the podium, there was three Toyotas on the podium um, in, in Tasmania. And uh, likewise, there was three, not only three Toyotas on the podium, but also a fourth Toyota um, uh, in the in the finishing results of Rally Kenya on the weekend. So it was really a Toyota weekend worldwide. Yeah. So you got the, the Australian Kale Rovampera winning in Tasmania and you got Kale Rovampera winning in <laughs> Kenya and 15 Toyotas in the top 10. And yeah, that's, um, I'm happy for Toyota. Good results. Yeah. And I think really, like, I think it's easy to be a little bit over the, the domination. I mean, let's ignoring WRC, but in ARC, you know, like you want to see more competition and stuff like that. But look, Toyota deserve it. And um, mm. it's only been a couple of years. So. We can have some Toyota domination for a few more years before we get bored. So we had that many years domination of Subaru back in the glory days, as everyone says. So yeah, it doesn't yeah. think it's, it's a bit of Toyota domination is okay, but now it would be, um, you know, I, th- I actually think it's not not we're not too far off having having some variety. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What variety are you thinking? I just think there's I just you can just see everyone else behind. You know, slowly start like you know look at Tom's effort, Troy Dow, like you said was. Stella, I got to see him in a couple of spots and he was actually driving like spot on, very committed to the notes from what I saw. And I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. He's, you know, <clears throat> only done a handful of events um, and obviously has had a, a you know, a challenge uh, through that in the last few years. So I think, you know, give him some time and some consistency in that car and clearly getting some reliability. I think he'll be one to, to watch. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's, we're too far away from having some, some interesting dynamic at the top end of the field. Yeah, I mean the stage times. I, I'm not sure if um, if Lewis had a few more problems than we knew about, but the stage times were pretty close between um, Troy and Richie and and Lewis. Um, so I think Troy was as close to Lewis as Lewis was to Harry, really. So yeah, it, it says a lot about Troy. I think. I think the thing is, you say Harry wins wins the rally in the first couple of stages. I think that's you know he just comes out on those first two stages on the Saturday morning and just 110 percent committed to his notes, and that's really where it. It's round one. Yeah. Well, he did have a moment. He did um, almost lose the rally on the first stage as well. So, um, yeah. And also a bit of a moment on um, Sunday, uh, Sunday morning as well. Well, that power stage that you said that yeah, there was yeah, yeah. Point nine of a second mm. off or something. I think mm. I think um, Harry went into the bushes there as well. So, I Look, think it cost he, him too much time, but yeah. No, it didn't cost him too much time, but it could have been a tree or a stump or something. But, I mean, that's just what happens when you're pushing that hard. And, yeah. But that's the thing, like, he's certainly, to his credit, he's not like he's taking it easy, he's still pushing every stage, and, you know, that's, you know, uncharacteristic of Harry to have two mistakes in one rally like that, so... Yeah, exactly, yeah. You never know what might happen, it's only going to take one of those mistakes, and then the next thing you know, Richie or Lewis or Troy or someone's there, and that's the dynamic of the championship change, because 100 points isn't that much with four rounds to go. No, well, it's 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 a rally, right? A rally's 100 points, so one DNF and it's, it's tied up again, so... Yeah, and and I guess I did think that um, over the weekend that I guess it probably made everyone else feel a little bit better or or worse potentially that that Harry had a few dramas um, that you know if he's having dramas wow it must be a really really tricky rally um, but I suppose that you know uh, you know um, with the other guys having a few few offs and a few spins um, you know it was it was part of the course um, down in Tassie there. Yeah, I think the conditions were very tricky. From what I understand, the conditions were changing quite a bit, like you know, sun to the shade of the trees, and yeah, it was certainly catching a, a few people out. But um, I guess that all just comes with experience and, and knowledge, I guess. And t- to be fair, it's a fairly new event to the championship. Like we've only done it; that's the third time we've run it. You know, compared to you look at Forest Rally, I think it was 28 years this year or whatever it was. So um, yeah, it's it's obviously a, a relatively new event to the championship. I heard the um the roads down there. Normally, 
as a driver, when it's rainy or, or wet or whatever, you can you can usually see the condition change. Um, but apparently that road was very consistently coloured and inconsistently grippy. So um, it was really hard to see, apparently. Could see that. There's sort of this grey sort of colour because they sort of really, you know, well-formed roads. So that probably makes a bit of sense to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just moving on, other, other notable finishes. Um... Uh, Boda Redding in sixth uh, behind uh, behind Eddie Maguire, the the first two uh, production cup guys there, both both local, local Tassie lads, and and then we had um, Daniel Gonzalez, um, a new sort of uh, competitor to it to the ARC uh, from Western Australia, recently purchased the um, the I twenty Hyundai I twenty I five that um, I five that uh, Brendan Reeves um, campaigned in in Canberra this year and. From what I've uh, seen and heard from him so far, he's really, really passionate and, and sort of bit the bug really hard. Uh, and so I, I could definitely see him doing more rounds in the future. Um, you've been chatting to him, Adrian? Yeah, I got to chat to him on Sunday afternoon and he had this a goal set. I think he said it was uh, a top, he said sixth or eighth, he'd go to Queensland. So, mm. uh, and from what I, from all reports I hear today, that the truck has not returned to Western Australia. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll see him in Queensland, which is exciting. Awesome. Seventh outright there, yeah. He's got to. And not just, he didn't get there just because of reliability or anything. He was it was on the pace. It was really quick. Mm. Yeah, he's been getting a lot of coaching, I think, from Alistair McRae uh, in Western Australia. So, um, yeah, he's certainly, like Guy said, he's very passionate, very committed. We had him on our first ARC competitor meeting a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah, he was... Um, he sort of took over, didn't he? He did, yeah. Uh, just yeah. telling everyone how excited he was and how welcoming it is in a big family. And it's so, you know, exhilarating. And he's, uh, you know, done a lot of other racing before. Um, but he certainly has mm. uh, fallen in love with the sport very quickly. So, And that was really re- refreshing, I suppose. Like, I, I love rallying and I'm going to rally until we can't not allowed to drive cars anymore or can't buy petrol um but it was really refreshing to see someone with just such enthusiasm for the sport and we're just such so fresh to it um um yeah which is really 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 cool and sort of can encourage us all to be more more excited about this um pretty cool sport that we get the opportunity to do absolutely Mm. um moving down i guess we just we'll quickly talk about two wheel drive um we had a bit of a dominant uh, run by uh, Queenslander Ryan Williams and, and Brad Jones um, in their little Ford Fiesta. They obviously had a really uh, poor um, or unlucky event um, in Queensland, for, uh, sorry, in Canberra for the first round of the championship. Had a, um, it was a, some tensioner let go on the first stage and, you know, that they couldn't find another one and that was them for the weekend. Um, so really, really uh, tricky weekend for them. But yeah, um, came through, I think, uh, like Harry, uh, I suppose it was an equally dominant uh, showing. Um, Ryan managed to win all the stages across the weekend uh, across some pretty good two-wheel drive competition. Their, their um, main competition, um, uh, local Aiden, Aiden Peterson, who's now done all three uh, rounds of the ARC this year in the little Dahatsu Charade. Um, unfortunately, has had, had a little fair few um, mechanical dramas and reliability issues over the, over the um, first few rounds. It's shown flashes of speed, um, but yeah, equally had a, had a few dramas with, I think he had a Zane, you can probably help me here. Yeah, yeah, he had a fan belt tire. fall off and flat tires and jumping out of gear, and it was yeah. it was pretty dramatic. And look, it's sad because this is their local round, obviously, mm. and they've they've made the hard long trek mm. over to every other rally so far this year, and finally they get to show up and don't have to go over the boat or anything. And yeah, the car just <laughs> car breaks on the second stage or whatever. So it was pretty disappointing. And they're such lovely guys, and it's such a cool car as well. I, m- I remember when we drove up to um. To Canberra, we drove into the service mm. park, and I immediately said that that was my favourite car there. Because um, and I was I was immediately offended. But um... yes, you were immediately offended because <laughs> I was meant to be co-driving in your car. So anyway, but um, no, it was it's a, it's a lovely little Daihatsu with a stupid engine that doesn't fit in the bonnet, and yeah, it's awesome, awesome car. But a couple of little reliability mm. problems, and I think they just need a couple couple weeks out on the test track and just iron all those things out. But look, the speed's definitely there. He's a great steerer, so. Yeah, and I sort of admire their commitment to sort of be, um, I guess, testing the car and such a public domain in the ARC and, and giving it a crack. And hopefully it doesn't really, um, you know, hopefully they do do more main, mainland events um, for the rest of the year. It doesn't diminish that at all. Um, but I, I guess consistency rules and um, 
Uh, Dean Ridge in the DS3, uh, from DS3, um, managed to finish second over the weekend two-wheel drive and, and now um, actually leads the two-wheel drive championship going into Queensland. So, um, yeah, he got a, I think he got a second in Canberra and a, and a second in Tassie and um, now is uh, 20 points clear of um, James Nimick, another local um, Canberraan who made, it, made the trek down to Tasmania and finished mm. third. So, um, yeah... Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, consistency is key there. But um, like the production cup, uh, two-wheel drive only counts for – you only count your four best scores. So, I mean, um, that's that's what we're going for, Zane. Um, that's right, yeah. <laughs> well, I overheard um, I heard, overheard Dean Ridge actually on the weekend. Um, he's, he said he mm. drives it onto the trailer mm. and then drives it off the trailer between events. That's it. Sounds like his previous owner. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. So – um, it'd be nice to have a car that did that, wouldn't it? Is that a is that a bit more reliability um, luck than um, uh, Tony Salins did? He, Tony had a range of issues with that car, and obviously then fixed them and managed to win the New South Wales Championship, which is really impressive. Obviously, in a front wheel drive car, but um, yeah, it's really cool that obviously they've sorted those issues, and Dean's having a good run with it. Yeah, they're, they're bulletproof. They're a tank of a car. I can attest to that. Yeah, that's right. You ran one a few years ago. When the, when the two-wheel drive was, well, the, sorry, the ARC was two-wheel drive. Um, yeah, right. yeah, Tony and I were teammates for a year there. And then I obviously ran it for the, a year after that as well. So, yeah, there's they, yeah, typical Citroen style, everything's lifed. But uh, I'm pretty sure Tony uh, pushed that to the boundaries and then some. Um, since, obviously, I think that was pretty much all his dramas was he sort of everything was lifed three times over before it uh, got replaced with Tony. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. the, it's a fairly fresh car, and Dean should uh, do quite well with it. Mm. So I guess uh, capping off Tassie, um, congrats to Harry for another good win and the other class winners. But one thing that's has been a little overlooked, I suppose, and, and I've just um, spotted the ARC Outright Co-Drivers Championship points there, and there's a little bit of a surprise there. And it shouldn't be a surprise, I suppose, but um, uh, it's a bit of a, a change. Isn't that? Um, John McCarthy, um, Harry's normal navigator, he's actually second in the championship. We've got... Wow. Um, who's, yeah. who's first? Who is first? Dale? Um, yeah. Yep. Dale Mosca. Dale wow. Mosca, yep. He's uh, 205 points and uh, John's on 201 points. So it's, it's all, all to play Drama. for there. Oh. You do, do need to remember, though, obviously, that John can do his drop, his drop around because of COVID. So he'll obviously be able to play that. Oh, card. thanks for ruining the fun, Adrian. We'll just edit that bit out. Yeah, no, <laughs> drama's over. I, also, I, just on the topic, I think there's a bit of conspiracy here. I know you love a good conspiracy guy. Mm. But do you oh, think yes. Harry purposely had dramas so that we'd talk about him uh, i mean i mean coming back to i said that i'd mentioned it before about um uh sorry a bit, a bit of a different subject about your role in the service park and your a bit of a chat with coral over the weekend yeah well uh, um i offered to check coral in a minute early um just to spice up the rally a bit um but she didn't bite on that one she, well, you said she didn't totally disagree with you though. well she's still they, she's still to one um, let's put it mm. that way, because they did win mm. the first day by three minutes. So you could have <laughs> checked in three minutes early. Okay. I did offer, but you know, here we yeah. are. Well, um, you're doing your bit. You're doing your bit. I That's mean, you right. got to keep you gotta, it interesting. <laughs> you got to try. So, um, look, Adrian. The, the other reason we got you on, I suppose, uh, um, and not from a competitor's perspective, but from a championship perspective, we came into 2022 um, with, I guess, uh, great excitement about the ARC, and obviously Canberra was incredible with Shane Van Gisbergen and there with Brendo and a bunch of other really cool competitors and, and a bunch of new supporters and sponsors of the series. I suppose um, three rounds in now, we've had a bit of a chat about the power stage I suppose um, but do you think it's been a success and, and, and do you think it's something we, we still need to keep growing on uh, with the ARC in terms of um, the reach and and, and, and all the, the partners getting their value for money? Yeah absolutely I, I'm not really um, you know settled with where it's at yet I've got big plans and big ideas for where I want to take the championship so this is certainly for me it's a, it's a, a regrowing process um you know i came into the to the role wanting to make it commercially viable for everybody uh having been a competitor and knowing how hard it is to try and find partners and sponsors and to go rallying on to try and create a platform that you know people can can do that uh and i think the biggest thing for us this year is to get some consistency we've you know now we've run three events uh, after you know covid it's 
it's very important, I think, to get a full season in and just get that repetitive and that consistency and, you know, being able to have, you know, report on the events and talk about the events for, you know, the weeks after and next thing you know, oh, there's another event on. So, um, yeah, by no means, I'm, you know, I'm not sort of, you know, calling it a quits now and saying, oh, well, job's done, we're sort of back because there's, there's a long way I want to go. And, you know, I think getting through the next sort of three years will be you know, very important uh, as a championship. Yeah, so I suppose long-term plans there. Um, and I love your uh, your enthusiasm about it all. And obviously, from a competitor's perspective, um, you brought a really good angle and, 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 and sort of, I guess, focused on the competitors a lot where, um, I guess, without saying too much, previous administration uh, has potentially uh, lost sight of uh, the, the, the every every competitor um, from from team toyota to um the classic guys um which is and as a competitor myself has been really really positive and it makes i guess uh, events more uh, more entertaining uh, watching the events we're getting more coverage not only of the top guys but right down through production and tour drive and classic and junior it's um, a win is... for everyone isn't it it's a win for the competitors it's a win for their sponsors mm. it's yeah it, mm. it's great it's get more people on more eyes on the on the sport so yeah mm. Oh, no, really exciting and obviously yeah and not only the um we've talked about the power stage but the the channel sevens um coverage of the the entire event which um does that come out a couple of weeks afterwards when when, we, when do we expect to see tassie yeah so it's we, it's subject to obviously the scheduling with channel seven um but mm. it's generally two weeks after um so we get the program to them the early beginning of next week uh, and then it's obviously a scheduling for them to fit into their scheduling program but you know, again, to have an hour program um, on free-to-air TV is, is very important. And, you know, we get Vegas Carpet chooses that we get the time slot that we get from Channel 7, but it's, you know, certainly the numbers that we've seen so far um, from the first two rounds are encouraging and growing, and I think that'll be this, the, the same all year. Mm. Yeah, and um, it's certainly, like, from what I've seen, been the, probably the best ARC production I've, I've seen in since I've been involved in the sport for around about 10 years um, in terms of, again, again like um, covering not only the top guys, but every, everyone's through. Uh, and some really good, I guess, in-car footage. And it's been really just entertaining that any, anyone's, any member of the public has been able to watch and um, hopefully enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the, the benefit that we sort of, you know, worked hard. And look, I can't, definitely can't take the credit for it. So, um, you know, the, the, the media team, Motorsport Australia, put in a stellar effort round in, round out. And, you know, like me, they go to all the other events. So there's something 21 events that we do across the year so you know and, and editing a tv in our tv program with the amount of competitors that we have at the moment too and trying to give everybody you know a, a bit of coverage and tell a story is, is no mean feat so certainly uh yeah rob james who uh, edits the, the programs needs the full credit in that department but um yeah i think it's that that one hour tv program gives us that ability to try and you know tell that, that full story up and down the field yeah i did get a peek at the media guys um in the container and, and all their work over the weekend and yeah like competitors are rolling into service and they're jumping in cars grabbing uh grabbing sd cards off cameras and they'll have a facebook update out 10 minutes later like it's pretty impressive um how quickly and how, how much they work on that yeah I think that's just the expectation now too like it's that you know especially with social media everyone expects the information here and now so you sort of got to react to that and you know, the team's probably the biggest it's ever been, I think, in my time anyway, being a competitor, you know, that I've seen the amount of boots that are on the ground from a, a media point of view. So, yeah, full credit to those guys. Mm. And nice scooters too. <laughs> Glad I'm looking after you. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I did manage to steal the uh, cams or borrow borrow the cams, uh, cams media electric scooters over the weekend to um, assist. I do, I do hear you work out how to make them go faster too, so you have to give me that hot tip. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's secret, but um, I'll, I'll share it with you after the podcast if you'd like. <laughs> I had to turn them back down because I thought there'd be a lawsuit in it for you. So they're back to yeah, factory quite, settings. Quite possibly, especially when we use them <laughs> at other events as well. It's probably, yeah, probably safe yeah. to this. But they went, from about, they went from 20Ks an hour to 50Ks an hour, which, um, you know, speed isn't linear. Like, that was a massive difference. So I thought <laughs> that would be um, a bit too too much. Anyway. He, he did break his finger um, loading a container. So better, better stick it to 20, mate. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ouch, that's a bit rough, guy. Yeah, far out. <laughs> just, just speaking the truth here. Sorry. Um, yeah. Any, anyway, um, moving so, ahead. So we've got two options, guy. We can talk about WRC, <laughs> or we can talk uh, about twenty twenty three ARC. 
Oh, look, I think we I think we still need to mention a few few of the rounds coming up. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's, there's still a long season to go. We're only three three out of seven rounds in. And um, next up, we've got Rally Queensland up in Gympie, which, of course, we've all seen photos um, of, of uh, you know, it underwater a few months ago completely, um, which is pretty pretty impressive that they're still putting putting the rally on. And um, from what we've all read and heard, that the, the, the local council and uh, is it the mayor bloke? Um, don't know his name. He's, he's super, super keen. Um, yeah, tell us, tell us a bit about the event, Adrian. And, and obviously, it's still going ahead and what are the roads going to be like yeah so it's, it's still going ahead i was uh getting nervous probably about a month ago and i think brian everett the clock course was too obviously we all saw what happened twice uh for, for gimpy with the flooding uh and subsequently obviously the the roads and, and only until last week the forestry have you know just started to softly open up the forest because the amount of you know devastation that had sort of occurred through there and you know, not so much just the roads, but the ground was so wet that, you know, trees had fallen over by, you know, not even, you know, the slightest of uh, wind. So there was a real safety issue in the forest that they sort of obviously had to manage as well. But, uh, yeah, the, the mayor there, Glenn Hartwig, uh, is a huge supporter of the event, which is fantastic. And he's, um, yeah, really rallied behind everybody to, to, you know, soldier on and push on and bring the event to life um, and really throw any support behind the Brisbane Sporting Car Club to make sure the event goes ahead and they've got some really big plans, which is quite exciting. Mm. Yeah, and ho- hopefully they get the entries they deserve. Um, unfortunately, they, they won't be getting one from these two South Australians, but um, yeah, hopefully. Uh, I guess, has, has, has uh, the Queensland Rally Championship had a round this year? I know that they've had cancellation after cancellation. Is this going to be the first round? Yeah, it is. It's definitely going to be QRC1 as well, so... Yeah, a bit surreal to start your season, yeah, halfway through the year, but that's just, yeah, an indication of how wet it's been up here. Well, that we're in the same boat down here, sadly, because we had the uh, last one cancelled too because of the weather. I think, I think ironically, we're all, all of Australia is potentially in a boat yeah. <laughs> at the moment. Uh, less so in uh, we had the first round of the SARC in um, Borough cancelled um, due to uh, probably not flooding, but, yeah, very wet roads. Um, so our, our season will start in August. Um which is pretty ordinary, but um, yeah, that, that's that's great news about Rally Queensland, and obviously, I've read about a few uh, traditional um, uh, international Rally Queensland stages like Kandanga running, uh, which is really exciting and a good test for the crews. Yeah, some some typical Rally Queensland imbul sort of stages that have sort of made their way back in, and there's a couple of new Shire roads, I believe, along with some of the, a lot of the stuff that they used last year. So, um, same power stage, which was uh, you know produced a lot of good coverage. I think that was the first one that we got right last year. So, uh, yeah, we can obviously, you know, build on that. So quite quite exciting service parks back at the showgrounds. Uh, there's a two-day, you know, local gimpy markets that are sort of going to be there in conjunction with the rally. So it should hopefully bring some fresh eyeballs to the event. So, yeah, no, they've, they've really all behind it. But, I, I, you know, the car clubs, I asked the impossible of them last year to pull the event together in three months when we sort of were trying to, you know, react in COVID. And I think they're doing it in two months now. So, uh, yeah, full credit to them. So, uh, you know, encourage everyone, even some slack South Australians, to get up there and support them. <laughs> well, or, I might, I might be Australians. going. I, I might be going, guy. I don't know yet. <laughs> okay, you're, you're Mr. ARC lately, mate. You've been to all three rounds. I have been. I, I can't, I can't let the season go. I should go to rest them. But I, I think Molly's pretty keen to get over to um to something because mm. she really wanted to do the South Australian round and. Really want to do Tassie, and I think she's just keen to go do some rallying. So we might head up there. Mm. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, yeah, moving on, we won't talk about it too much. But then we, we've got Gippsland Rally in Victoria, um, east of Melbourne um, in August, Adelaide Hills Rally in October, and uh, moving to Coffs Coast Rally in November. Um, I was going to quickly mention, uh, especially with your role, Adrian, that the Adelaide Hills Rally is going to be in conjunction with the Shannons Nationals. Um, uh, based out of the bend and we're going to be doing a few shy roads on the Saturday, but the rest of it's going to be run on, uh, you know, within the bend precinct on the Friday, Sunday. How's your going to weekend going to look? I suppose. <laughs> Not much yeah, sleep. Gotten for punishment, I know. Like I had this, you know, yeah, silly idea. <clears throat> we had it actually did last year when I was talking to, to Andrew and Michael and it sort of evolved from that. And I thought it'd be a great idea to, to you know, bring these mm. two disciplines together. And, and I still think it do. Like, it's going to be fantastic. It's just going to be a, a bonkers week. But, um, you know, again, it's for me, it's about 
showcasing rallying to a you know, different demographic of motorsport and we've got a captured audience there with Shannon's um, so and you know a lot of you know, shared resources that we can support with so I think it's a it'd be silly not to and the Bend's the perfect venue in this country to do it so we'll, we'll give it a red hot crack mm. yeah I think it's an incredible idea and I think rallying you don't often they get a lot of the spectators at a rally um and i don't think that's because of rallying i think it's just because it's out in the bush and people don't want to go camping and stuff like that but having it at a, at a place like that with the venue set up is going to be fantastic and i think everyone's going to love it i think it's going to really showcase the championship as well for a lot of people that wouldn't normally see it yeah definitely i think that's just like the the markets they're doing at gimpy i think it's just going to give a whole whole set of eyeballs to the sport that you know yeah, some of those circuit racing teams have, uh, you know, got lots of support behind them. If one of them thinks this is a good idea, let's go on a rally team. It's just, you know, if we get a few of those in the next five years, we'll be in a lot better place. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, so on that, on that flavour, that uh, I guess that reminds us about um, the uh, the round one's big star, um, Sanford Gisberg. And is he uh, touted to do any more rounds this year? I know he's doing um, WRC um, New Zealand in September, uh, but any ARC on the cards? Yeah, there's a bit of, I think he's looking at assessing all his options. I don't know the, the latest, but obviously New Zealand um, is is his next. So he's doing one this weekend, actually. Uh, and he's off to the WRC, which is exciting. And then I think the freight element's going to be the key factor to that with getting the car back. It's the same car that uh, he used in Canberra with race talk. Oh, okay. So uh, I know there's certainly a desire for him to do, do a couple more this year if he can. Do you know why they're using the race talk car? Because I know he's used it an R5 in New Zealand pretty recently, a different one, obviously. Uh, no, so the Mirage that he used at Jack Ridge was an AP4. Um, and I think there was yeah, really the chance to uh, be in the WRC or Rally yeah. 2 class in you know, an eligible car. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you can't use an AP4 in WRC2? You can, but you're not recognised for points or anything. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and as a side note, I mean, Rally Sport Mag put out a really uh, just a quick article the other day, um, citing obviously uh, the team Toyota and Harry and Lewis want to go across there and compete, and um, you know the obvious logistical um, problems with the the ARC afterwards. But it just would be so good, I guess, you know, seeing Harry dominate here and, and seeing him go across there and seeing what he can do, and, and seeing what that car can do too, because the Neil Bates Motorsport team have put together an incredible, incredible car, and obviously a three cylinder, a little bit different than what we've seen. Before for and seeing what it can do against the world's best um, R5 Rally 2 drivers. Yeah, it would be, I guess, um, yeah, like I alluded to myself before, logistics is, is a big challenge there, but I agree it'd be fantastic to see both, you know, Harry and Lewis get over there and, and yes, my shows are not only what they can do, but, you know, what the car can do. So I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Mm. Yeah, and, and on that note, um, talking about WRC, um, there was a pretty big event on the weekend, um, Rally Kenya. Uh, Zane's favourite event. Well, it's a real rally, isn't it? <laughs> That's what Oliver said, I think. Yeah, Oliver. Oliver's my new oh, friend. He's a, he's he a legend. Yeah. I mean, he finished like dust. 20 minutes after Calais, but still a legend. I think everyone finished it 20 minutes after Calais, That's if we're honest. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, yeah, Safari Rally Kenya, the second running of the, the, the modern event over the weekend. Um uh, I'm probably the biggest expert here on the event, as, as, as you two guys were in uh, busy in uh, in Tassie. Well, I, I had um, quite a bit of time at the uh, time control, so I did both <laughs> most of it actually. Um, booking people later, as you yeah. As you hey, hey, I'll book you enough the stage. Just wait there a minute, right? That <laughs> um, no, was good. Yeah, and, and as as we've seen, and we're not going to touch on it too much, but it was a lot. Uh, I guess last year's event was rough and different to other events, but this year was a whole other level of roughness and, and, and the fesh, fesh sand and everything that the Hyundais were sucking in and, and then the extra element of rain. Um, it was an incredible event um, just to, to watch and just for to this, the event's sake. I suppose I was a bit let down by the, by the result, um, but obviously, as we've mentioned, a good good weekend for Toyota. Yeah, I mean, the result wasn't too far off. I think up until Sunday, it was, uh, we've talked about this on the show before, about how WRC Sundays can be a bit boring at the moment because everyone just backs off. But up until then, it was it was pretty interesting with Cully and um, and Elfern and I think even Sebastian was having a bit of a charge as well. Um, and then if you look at Sebastian, uh, Ogier, sorry, there's two of them. Um, if you look at Ogier's times, he finished two minute and 10 seconds off Cully. And he dropped two minutes on like the first day for a flat tire. So, mm. you know, it was the, 
the competition was certainly there, which was good. But um, Cully probably doesn't know how to slow down yet either because he was just sending it everywhere and managed to get away with it all. So, yeah. Mm. Toyota reliability. Um, yeah, to see Calais at first, Elfin second, Tacker in third, and uh, Sebastian Ogier, which, you know, if you were, gonna, if you were to put the um, guess who the, the, the top four Toyota drivers would be, I suppose you'd put Ogier in first there. So it was a, bit, a little bit of a surprise, unfortunately, yeah, well, for Tyre. last year, but yeah. Like you said, like he was only two minutes behind Calais, and that's what separated all the Toyota drivers. So that's such consistency there, I suppose. Mm. Um, you know, and then it was more, uh, you know, a long way back to um, at least, yeah, I think eight minutes back to Terry Neville, which uh, I guess highlighted the fact a few drivers had uh, didn't even complete some days, missed complete stages, had to super rally, but still finished in the top 10. Yeah, well, I think the only people that finished all the stages were the Toyota mm. guys and um, the Greek the Greek man, um, yes. Andy's dad, um, whatever his name <laughs> is. <laughs> Daddy is Serendipitous. Serendipitous, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. so it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. I mean, I, I think um, uh, Thierry mm. Neville was in fourth, mm. hit a tree, didn't finish the stage, and then dropped to fifth. Like, mm. oh, who cares? Like, yeah. So that was pretty uh, cool. And I think, bef- um, yeah, even, um, sorry, even before that, um, he, when he was stuck in the mud before he hit the tree, Oliver Solberg actually hit him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbin's racing. Yeah, it's a proper yeah. rally. No, but it was like even the, um, even the WRC commentators are, I think, falling in love with Thierry Neville because he's just a legend and he never gives up and all this bullshit keeps getting thrown at him and he just shows up to the next event and smile on his face and keeps going for it. Mm. Wouldn't you know if that was your job? Well, yeah, but I mean, look at Oit Tanak. I think Oit Tanak's about ready to retire and after two years of, with uh, Hyundai. So, yeah, I don't know. There's two sides to it. And I think those people, I think one thing I definitely noticed over the weekend was it was a very rough, challenging rally. And a lot of them didn't enjoy it. I think we look at Oliver Solberg. He, he enjoyed it. Thierry enjoyed it. And you know, Craig Breen had a bit of fun. But a lot of them were just frustrated. And it's like, haven't you been to a real rally in the last twenty years, guys? Come on. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a bit of chat and uh, I guess um, social media um, stuff that I've heard about that people were saying, oh, it shouldn't be part of the championship and shouldn't they be allowed to modify their cars more and all that sort of thing. But that's that's the challenge, um, you know. And and certainly Toyota managed that the best, and they've designed a car that not only goes well in Finland, um, but can survive the toughest yeah, rally in the world. Cars have two pedals, well, three sometimes, like. You don't have to go 100% all the time. Like, look at, um, you know, the, the, the fifth M Sport driver that managed to get the most points for them. Um, mm. Whatever his name was. Uh, the Greek man. Um, you know, he drove at, I don't know, 60% of what Calais was driving all weekend. And he finished all the stages. Mm. So, uh, Gus didn't break his car. He rolled it. Adrian ran into a rock. Like, that wasn't the rally's fault that they didn't finish the event. So, I don't know. I don't think... I, I think... There's nothing wrong with Safari, and it's just the way you drive through it is, is what's going to get you to the end. And in itself, Brad, the uh, the most entertaining video, uh, WRC social media video, was seen probably throughout the whole year of, um, I guess, Daddy Malcolm. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Putting his foot down. Yeah, bringing the stick out and yeah. getting um, Gus and, and Adrian to fix their own cars. You break it, you fix it. Yeah, it was very, the ta- it was very good to see. The legs. Which was great, and you know there was certainly a lot of comments of you know a Formula One driver would uh, never never do that. Um, well, see, that's funny because uh, they have actually done that in the past. The uh, Lando Norris famously helped take his car apart after an event. Like that's this. good of him. Was it was it covered in mud and he'd been through? No, fresh, no, fresh. it was pristine. <laughs> he had a little carpet lot rolled out for him, and yeah. But anyway, mm, mm. but even Sebastian Loeb at the, on the finish line of one of the stages, his wheels not attached to the car anymore because all the all the control arms broken, and he's under the car and putting that back together mm. with zip ties and that's mm. what we love about rallying isn't it and i think that's what kenya brings to the sport so mm. it's, it's a fantastic event i love it yeah so so apart from calais and, and we could sing his praises all day being the complete championship runaway leader um it's gonna be <laughs> the, the, the harry bates of wrc you mean completely um he's gonna be like the, he's gonna be the youngest championship winner ever it, it, it's without a doubt pretty well, much by like six years though not even a little bit like it's <sighs> I think Col- Colin, Colin McRae, McRae was like 28 yeah. or something or 27 and Calais like 21. So, yeah, it's it's mental. 
it's, it's depressing what that is. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting this year, but it, what it bodes for the pre, for coming years is, is pretty scary, I suppose, um, as, as, as everyone keeps talking about. But um, just just finishing up, and, and, and I guess just talking about one of the big dramas that happened over the weekend, there was a lot of um, – there's a few videos on social media about uh, Gus Greensmith's rollover. Did you catch, did you catch that, Adrian? No, I haven't actually seen it, but I've read plenty about it. But I'm yeah, seen the video unfortunately. But something about the officials didn't go to his aid or something. Yeah, they were actually they stopped. So there was a couple of cameramen there, obviously WRC people that have been around the sport, and and it, and they went over to help him. And the officials who are probably only do Kenya kind of stopped them. And there was um there was not only the official with a with an orange vest and you know a lanyard, but there was also a, a bloke with a an assault rifle um, standing there. So I think the um the cameramen saw that and kind of backed off a bit. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, because they they were basically um, stuck on their side and couldn't get the uh, passenger door open, um, and actually had to kick the windscreen out. And you sort of think of the worst: what if the car was on fire, or what if they were injured? Um, you know really what that probably assistance. was, because they're all being trained now because of the um, yeah, obviously the new hybrid system. Um, that's I reckon probably a big factor into that, which no one realizes. I did, yeah. That was the kind of consensus at the, at when when it all started. But then the FIA has actually done an investigation, and they should. In that situation, there was no reason they couldn't. Um, I think the officials just weren't really sure what to do. Um, which, yeah, I mean, when you have regulations that sometimes you can help, sometimes you can't help. You know, depending on some green lights and red lights and stuff, you're going to have these moments. So, I think F1 went through this a few years ago, like I said a few episodes ago, and they kind of got through that now and. They've realised that little batteries aren't going to kill people all of a sudden when you touch a car. So um, we'll get through this and hopefully hopefully it stays safe while that happens. Yeah, that's the bigger point I wanted to sort of um, grasp from all this was the fact that they may have not have touched the car due to, oh, we're not allowed to touch a crashed car. Um, even though, yeah, like you said, and they, I think that light was green on, on, on the vehicle. Yeah, the, yeah. The hybrid system. But um, as, a, as a sort of bigger picture thing, I suppose, um, and I'm sure you know my opinions on it already, Zane. I'm, I'm a big EV fan, but I personally think the hybrid in, in WRC this year has been a complete failure on so many levels. Um, not only, obviously, this incident, um, but just that the, I haven't seen any marketing around it. This, the sporting side hasn't been there. We've talked about the um, yeah the complete lack of visibility on, on the um, the WRC live, um, you know, a tiny little graph. It's just they haven't leveraged it. I think, yeah, I think as fans of the sport, but also fans of the world mm. we live in and want to keep it this way, um, you know, you want, you want the hybrid to succeed and all that, but mm. we're making compromises for the hybrid and no one's leveraging it. So... What are we really mm. benefiting out of this? Because the FIA doesn't seem to care and WRC doesn't promote it and the manufacturers don't give a shit mm. and we're just losing mm. competitiveness. So, yeah, and, I, don't, and, I don't really understand it at this point. And half the time they turn it off. <laughs> exactly. So It's too much power. Yeah, I'm all for it. But if you're not going to use it, then, you know, mm. why why'd you put it in the first place? Mm. Yeah, it's, um, it's something, I, I guess, and something we just sort of maybe need to look at the bigger picture. I, I suppose it may come into a fruition in the next few years, but right now um, I can't see any worth in it. And, and certainly when, when things, you know, turn turn sour like it did with Gus and that might have been a factor, you know, it's only to the detriment of the sport, um, unfortunately. So yeah, hopefully we can find a solution. I'm sure they will. Mm. Mm. Anyway, that's, that's a good note to, note to finish on. Um. Well, I wanted to have a quick chat about 2023 because I've heard um, I've heard some rumours, Adrian, and I've heard you've got some um, information to share with us about the, the ARC going forwards. <laughs> Do I now? Uh, I think 23 is looking, yeah, looking solid, shall I say. Uh, like I said, I'm, we've obviously trying to finalise the calendar as soon as we can um, and get that out early like we did last year. But, um, yeah, I think there's a, yeah, there's a, some yeah, interesting dynamics that are sort of seem appear to be unfolding and I think it could be a, a really good year. Now I did hear I did hear one rumor. This isn't the solid rumor, this is a, a rumor rumor, but uh, there might be a couple more manufacturers back. Is there anything to, to go on with that? No, look not that I know of. Um, not officially anyway. Um, for sure we'd welcome some more manufacturers um, if we can, but uh, yeah at this stage that's that's news to me also unless there's a two car magna team coming from South Australia that Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not aware of. We'll get the Tonsley uh, plant fired back up and start pumping them out. <laughs> yeah, I've already talked to Ed. He's king. Yeah, sweet. 
Um, yeah, look, Adrian, thank you very much for jumping on with us. As we said, this is, I guess, a bit of a different podcast. We've we've had uh, drivers on so far, and we wanted, to, I guess, a bit, a bit of a different um, perspective of the sport and, and what you've thought of the ARC so far. And, and you know, uh, I think we, we all agree that it's been a success, but there's a long road, long long and hard road to go, and, and, and your team's been doing a good job. And, yeah, I wish you all the best, and um, we'll keep rocking up to events, hopefully, and um, have a good time. No, thanks for having me on, guys. It's been great. And, uh, yeah, forward to seeing you in a forest somewhere soon. Yeah, and just a second, man. I think it's, yeah, speak for all of us, for all the competitors in Australia, I want to just say thank you to, um, mm. to uh, for what you've done for the sport. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. And now, just one more thing, Guy. You've got a, mm. we've got a giveaway coming up. I just want you to... Mm. Mm. Yeah, Adrian will be a fan of this, actually. Uh, oh, we'll listen, some... listen closely, Adrian. You could win something. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> he might have, if he's got enough... If he's got enough friends, uh, he might not want to win what we're giving away. Um, so um, some someone, friend of the show, who we have no idea who is, um, printed some some shirts um, uh, promoting the uh, the event that may or may not happen, WRC Adelaide, um, in the future sometime. Uh, we've got a few shirts to give away, which we'll be doing a post on the next few days. Uh, so, so, yeah, just like and share or whatever, whatever the instructions are and... Mm. You could be representing mm. the the, uh, mm. the cause. Look it on you, mate. It's long sleeve. <laughs> you could wear it as a speed event. What, what colour though? That's the more important thing. Dark blue. Yeah, might clash with your cams color. gear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the exactly. gear. Probably a bit too close. Yeah. Could probably replace it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> very good, mate. Right. Um, thanks Thank for coming you very on. Much. Cheers. Um, see you next week. Next next month. Cool. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks for waiting round. It's time to hit the road. If you liked the regroup, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts.